I don't know how many of you know this, but Google is actually an ad agency. They're not a search engine. They're not a, you know, the G Suite manufacturer. They sell ads. Uh, there's a saying that there's nothing, well, nothing in this life is free, and more specifically that there's no such thing as a free lunch. And finally, uh, relating back to Google, that if something's free, it's because you are the product. This is MJ, and I'm here to talk about uh, uh, Common Rider Zero One Episode 7. Uh, I love Tokusatsu and Common Rider specifically, so uh, yeah, I want to share with you my thoughts on the latest Common Rider Zero One. So, uh, first, I like to start off by talking about what's new in the episode, and what's new here is that we have Yaiba facing off by herself with a uh, Oh man, Jin. And she found Jin, uh, I'm not sure how she found him, but she kind of found him on her own before there were any alarms going off or any, uh, you know, detection of a, of a crime involving a Humagir or a Magir. And, uh, she was on the scene. So interesting. She was kind of stalking him and then she, uh, ends up fighting him. And, uh, she, we get to see her use the Blizzard, uh, Progrise key. She inserts it into the um, the dodo assassin guy, and it freezes him, uh, somehow, I don't know if she hits a button on it to activate its ability or what, but anyway, she ends up freezing him, and then Ames guys come along and (laughs) abduct him and put him in a truck, and this kind of is in line with more of the, uh, the theme that I want to talk about later in the episode, but, um, it's all just kind of right out in front of you, and it's interesting that we as the audience get to see all this going on, but, the only people who really know about it are uh, the Dodo guy and uh, and Yaiba and the Ames people directly associated with her as well. I don't think Isamu knows about this at all. And uh, at the end of the episode, we had a flash of her working on uh, Dodo-chan and uh, maybe reprogramming him. I'm not sure. Bringing him back online, perhaps. Uh, very interesting. I, I don't know what she was doing. and I definitely think that's going to have a factor in the future. Anyway, we also get to see... Uh, the dodo suit. The head is a lot bigger than I thought it would be. One of the most interesting things that, about it, I think, is that the, uh, you know, the Humagear ear headphone things are still on uh, the suit, but I don't think they're on all the other Magears. Um, so that was pretty interesting. Anyway, um, another interesting thing is that Yaiba actually is recording him on her phone, which, by the way, those hidden uh, intelligence phones, uh, those things are not big enough. They do not have enough screen uh, space for for me, but then again, they have to be the size of progress keys. So I guess uh, you know you can't have everything, can you? Um, but yeah, this is all really interesting stuff. I don't know where this is going, um, but it definitely is fresh and it's keeping me interested in the show. So that's good stuff. Um, I really liked the uh, the mammoth design too. Uh, uh, you know, he's bronzy. It's got like a, you know, the mammoth head. And does it have two tusks? No. Well, it does have two tusks, but I was just saying, I thought it had maybe two noses, but it doesn't. So anyway, that's a, a pretty cool design. It's too bad. I mean, I, honestly, I'd like to see some of these come back and be recycled because some of them are just so cool. Maybe a few tweaks to the design here and there, and they can uh, reuse some of these keys. So I think the freezing bear armor looks pretty cool. I like the fact that it has... Um, well, I noticed Flaming Tiger, his hands, his gloves turn blue, and, um, 
freezing bear, his or freezing <laughs> raging tiger, his, his gloves turn red, and then he has all the red armor pieces. But then freezing tiger, his gloves turn blue, and out of both, he's able to shoot, you know, fire and ice respectively, or you know, a freeze blast, and. Uh, Put a pin in that real quick. Uh, I really like the fact that his um, armor has these large, you know, the, the freezing bear armor has these large uh, transparent-ish blue sections that cover over, like almost showing, you know, chunks of ice frozen on top of his armor. I think that's a really cool touch. Um, my hat's off to whoever designed that. But uh, I think it's interesting that uh, I think, so he's got the base hopper form, and then I think his only other forms so far our raging tiger or flaming tiger and freezing bear. Uh, I hope I'm remembering correctly. Um, we've had a debut like every, almost every episode, sort of. Uh, we had the shotgun in one. We had the uh, gorilla suit for Isamu in the other. We had, uh, what is it? Lightning Hornet, uh, for Valkyrie. <sighs> that sounds about right. Um, so with three forms for this guy, uh, the shotgun and the gorilla for the other guy, that's five, Lightning Hornet, that's six, and then, you know, seven was, you know, the you know, hopper itself, so to speak, so that'd be a debut of a toy per episode, which is pretty, oh, there's also Falcon, which he got taken away from him, so um, he's got, yeah, Falcon, which allows him to fly, which makes sense, but it's interesting to me that the, uh, you know, these other two forms, um, they have stuff shooting from his hands, and then even in this episode, the way he used uh, the flame <clears throat> to, he like kind of maneuvered his hands and made like a big flame ball. It almost felt like magic, like uh, maybe a shift in the Rewa era is making the Kamen Riders a little more magical, um, or like less, uh, I don't know, maybe emphasizing suit design and uh, using that to... I, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I'm just kind of noticing the differences in between uh, how something's sticking out to me about how the Zero One suits uh, are being used and what they look like, and I'm just wondering if that's part of what this new era of Kamen Rider is going to be about. I'm sure they're still finding their footing, though, so I'm not going to put too much emphasis on any one thing. Uh, they do seem to be trying to get lots of cool shots, different styles of shots. There's um, Flaming Tiger and uh, Mr. Bullet Wolf thing uh, transforming at the same time next to each other. That's It's a lot of visual noise, so I guess it's not really a change from anything that they've done in the past, but I guess it's an interesting shot. Um, another thing is, uh, it's funny to me how much Jin in his writer form, which I don't know what you would call that, um, like some of his, his falcon wings like kind of pop on and pop off as he goes and that's kind of interesting to me how they're doing that um, but one fun moment that it made was that he uh, kind of was attacking some civilians at Valkyrie despite the fact that she's a little shady um, she went ahead and you know her instinct was to protect them uh, so you know that always warms my heart seeing a writer just protecting people and then speaking of how his uh, wings just kind of pop on and off, I need to pay attention next time he fights. Does his back uh, have the, like, main, there's, like, a whitish uh, part that kind of looks like fangs? Uh, does it always have that on it? And then they just pop in the, uh, you know, gray wing, um, you know, pinions, so to speak, as they need to for him to do his stuff. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but regardless, uh, I think it's a great-looking suit. <laughs> I'm really glad they went with the hawk for him and that he it gets to be so flexible. Uh, so 
we uh, at the very end Jin is worried about Hirobi uh, being mad at him because he um, lost the mammoth key which I bet Yaiba took it <laughs> and uh, he's got the crack dodo key which I think oh, I guess he's gonna take it to to do the data that's what they do I thought is he gonna resurrect it somehow because he said oh it's too weak and I thought maybe they were gonna do something with it I don't know anyway uh, getting back to my main point uh, or like the big idea I want to discuss this episode and kind of looking to the future I wonder what Yaiba is gonna do what what is she uh, who is she why is she doing what she's doing and what's the deal with Ames um, I, I do think Isamu does not know what the heck she's doing uh, I find it so strange you know at the end of the episode she says tools are meant to be used you know ominously and um you know, she seems to be referring to, uh, I, oh, and, and, you know, and then she has the mammoth key. Uh, but I assume she's referring to the fact that she took, uh, you know, Humagir or Magir, uh, the assassin one, and that she reprogrammed him. Uh, and then it was interesting because, you know, it, she was clearly hanging back, uh, recording him on her phone. Um, so, like, observing what happens when you manipulate her. Was she harvesting data from him, maybe for... Uh, to learn something about Matsubu Jinrai, um, or what, I, I don't know, it's really fascinating to me, uh, I don't know what's going on, and that definitely intrigues me, but anyway, it's interesting to me that, <clears throat> it's still bothering me that, uh, like, she hands him his, you know, freezing bear progress key, and I just feel like there's something wrong, there's something off, and I wonder if I'm supposed to feel that something's wrong and something's off to see the writer just handed, uh, power up after power up, because like I said at the beginning, uh, if you're getting something for free, it means that you're the product. So, like, is this going to turn out to be some long con uh, by um, Yu Takashi? Yuya? Anyway, the writer uh, kind of saying, like, hey, kids, if, you know, someone's giving you things out for free, like, you maybe should be a little more suspicious of them and not just accept uh, the things that they give you. And, the, and, like, the things that you don't have to work for aren't always the greatest because, um, man... This guy, uh, Aruto, just gets handed weapons and, and power-ups, and it just all feels wrong to me. Um, I'm not saying this is like some show a snob thing, although I do like in show where, you know, the writer is weakened or isn't strong enough, so he has a friend, you know, hit him with a, you know, big piece of uh, construction equipment or roll boulders at him or something like that so he can, you know, overcome something. But I don't know. It's just very interesting to me uh, how it's just interesting to me that it feels wrong and um, that I'm hoping maybe there's something more to it. Anyway, I don't have anything else to say. I got to wrap up. I could really talk about this for like an hour probably, but it's a good thing I uh, limit myself this short amount of time. Anyway. Uh, wrapping up, uh, check out mjmunoz.com for more of my work. I'm currently reviewing Spider-Man comics and writing original fiction you can find there. I'm an aspiring author who will gladly accept your financial support through coffee. MJ Loves Toku can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and mjmunoz.com slash mjlt. Relevant links are in the show notes. If you had a good time, like and share this. Subscribe, ring that bell to keep up with me. Uh, or to, <laughs> yeah, to keep up with the latest in my quest to watch all Toku. Uh, check out the Ultraman show I'm doing, Going Ultra, and uh, my other channel, Swing Through Comics, where I review, you guessed it, comic books. Also, my uh, Ultraman uh, DVD set should be coming uh, pretty soon. I think it's going to be here this week, uh, so sometime after you hear this episode, maybe I'll do a little unboxing or something like that. Anyway, 
One last thing, and then I'll wrap up. Two, really. I love that they make the basketball coach, uh, they name him Kobe. Uh, and then the other thing is, uh, it's cool to me that the, um, oh, that um, it feels like Aruto might know something about singularity because the way, uh, you know, Jin says something about it, and I mean, maybe he just knows what singularity is, but it seems like he knows, like he's experienced it. Like maybe that dad humagear he had um had reached singularity and that's why he was able to give him love and uh that's why he you know he was so dad like and and that's why uh, it all meant so much more to him and that could be a key to um to the whole thing and i just think that's interesting and uh i definitely think that's we're slowly moving towards that and i'm glad i, I really like the way this guy writes uh, his style of slowly dulling everything out is uh very pleasing that's really it for now. Uh, all I have to say to you is remember, folks, you don't have to shout henshin to be a hero.